Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Guarding the Well podcast. My name is James. Hopefully you are doing well and your walk with Jesus is doing well as as well. And uh, it's been a while. Wanted to, it, it, it's been too long. Uh, if you if you're uh, a normal listener, uh, you've probably been wondering where uh, I've been. It's been two months now since uh, our last podcast went up. I want to say it was middle of April, uh, second week of April there thereabouts that uh, our last podcast uh, was released and uh, got to tell you life life hit. Uh, there are so many things that took place and life just got busy. I don't know if you've ever been there. And part of if if you remember uh, a while back you can go back and um, find the podcast but we we talked about one of the things that we have to do uh, to guard our well, to guard our heart at times, is sometimes just to prune a little bit, cut back a little bit. And so life happened with uh, my family and I and with the church and uh, some of the other hats that I wear. And so one of the things that I had to prune back a little bit was uh, this podcast. And not that I, I didn't want to do it, not that I don't appreciate uh, those of you that tune in or anything along those lines. It was just something that I had to do to uh, guard my own heart um, because, you know, you got to practice what you you preach is what they say. And so appreciate uh, all of you that have tuned in over the last, uh, I want to say 20, 23 episodes or so uh, thereabouts, but we're going to hopefully be getting back on track here every week, uh, releasing an, uh, a podcast uh, on Wednesdays. And so I really do pray that you are doing well and that life has been going well. You know, COVID is getting better. Uh, my kids are able to get back into school. They just finished school, which means a whole nother adjustment period with them being home for the summer. Uh, just, just crazy things, but but good things. I love having my kids uh, home. And so I uh, just want to remind you, if you want to connect with us, you can do uh, do that through uh, Podbean, um, or you could find us on Facebook, Guarding the Well uh, on Facebook. You can send us messages uh, through there. You could send us messages or comments on Podbean. And uh, if you're just joining us, or maybe you've joined us in the past, uh, if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave a review or uh, some type of comment that really, really helps us uh, in in this ministry. And if you wouldn't mind sharing it, if, if there's a podcast that you know really speaks to you, that is beneficial to you, that you think it might help someone else out, you know, share it with them. Uh, pass the word. Uh, we try to keep uh, the podcast between 15 and 20 minutes, and because uh, you're busy. And I don't want to take up too much of your time. And uh, I know my church will probably listen to these things and be like, how does he only talk for under 20 minutes? Um, He can't do that on a Sunday. And that is true. But if you're new with us, our aim is to help you guard your well. What we mean by that is it comes from Proverbs chapter, uh, the book of Proverbs. Uh, where Solomon tells us to guard our hearts above all else, for it is the wellspring of life. And when we say guarding our well, what I mean by that is guarding our heart, our innermost being. Um, And we need to guard it because everything that we are, everything that we do, everything that we say flows from our heart, as Scripture tells us. And so in order for us to have a healthy walk with Jesus, we have to make sure that our heart is in a good place as well. We have to guard it. We have to protect it. And so we try to focus in on things that we can do uh, to guard our heart. 
uh, things to be aware of uh, here on this podcast. And because our aim simply is to help you to have a healthier walk with Jesus. And that's what we we want for you. That's what we pray for. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to help you with that. And so this week, I wanted to talk to you about something, and and next week's episode will probably be coming from the same book. I've been teaching through the book of Judges for my adult Sunday school class at the church that I, I pastor, and I love teaching through books of the Bible uh, for a lot of different reasons, but I've been teaching through the book of Judges, and there's been a couple things that have stood out to me, and one of the things that I want to share with you this morning uh, this day, if, if you if you would, uh, comes from the book of Judges, and it comes from Judges chapter 4. And yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole book, um, but in Judges chapter 4, uh, a woman by the name of Bre- uh, Deborah is the judge of Israel. Pretty much she, she's the one that God is using to kind of help deliver the nation of Israel where they're at uh, right in this time period. And so she's also a prophetess, uh, scripture tells us. And so what that means, it, you know, quickly is that God would give her a word to share with the nation of Israel or uh, a person in particular, kind of like Isaiah would or Jeremiah. Uh, But Deborah was a prophetess. And so she's a prophetess and she's leading the nation of Israel and they need to go to battle to kind of free themselves from the oppression that they're under from an opposing nation, if you will. And so one day, Deborah gets a word from the Lord. And what it is, is um, it's a word for a a gentleman by the name of Barak. Um, And what God wants this man to do is to lead the army of the nation of Israel into battle. And so in uh, Judges chapter 4, starting in verse 6, what we read here is this, Deborah sent for Barak, son of Abimanon, from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead the way to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and troops to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. And so that is what the word of God is for uh, Barak through uh, Deborah, that he is to lead this army of 10,000 men against uh, the enemy led by a man by the name of Sisera. And so God even gives a promise to Barak in that saying, hey, I'm going to give the enemy into your hand. And that's pretty much God guaranteeing victory for the nation of Israel. And so that's the word of God for Barak. You go, lead the army, I'm going to give you victory. Now, wouldn't it be great if you could wake up every single day and God be like, okay, I want you to do this today and I'm going to accomplish it through you? That would be utterly amazing. Well, that's what happens to Barak here through Deborah. But the way that he handles this, the way that he responds to this word of the Lord is striking to me. Barak says this in Judges chapter 4, verse 8. He said to Deborah, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Notice what he says there. He says, Deborah, if you go with me, then I will go. But Deborah, if you stay here, I'm not going to go. And so what is he doing in that? Well, what he's doing is he's setting conditions for his obedience to God. 
He's telling, telling Deborah, he's telling God, all right, God, I will obey, I will listen, I will lead the men, I will follow your commands only if Deborah goes with me. Have you ever done that? Have you ever set terms to obeying God and what he wants for you to do in your life? Where you say something along the lines of, okay, God, I know you want me to do this, but I will do it only if you do this. Um, you know, to use an example, you know, a great example that we could all probably relate to is finances. Like, okay, Lord, you want me to give $100 to an organization or a church or a missionary, whatever the case may be. But I will give you that hundred, I'll give that hundred dollars only if you send me a card in the mail with 20 bucks in it or, or something along those lines. We, we set some type of terms and conditions. And unfortunately, I think Christians are doing this more and more. And trust me, I know that it's hard. It, it's difficult. When I came back, when I came into the ministry uh, way back in uh, 2007, that's a long time already. Um, I was coming into the ministry in May of 2007. Um, my wife and I were going to be stationed. We didn't have a choice of what church that we were going to go to. Uh, the denomination, the conference that, that we were a part of, they were going to station us. And they were going to put us somewhere. We didn't have much say. And what the scary part was, we had just found out that my wife was carrying her first child. And so in April of 2007, we found out that we were going to have a child. And in May of 2007 is when we were going to get stationed. And we could have went into that going, okay, Lord, we will go to only this church or we will only go to that church. But if we are not stationed at that church, then we're not going to go. We could have set terms for, for everything, but we didn't. We just gave everything into the hands of the Lord and trusted him and followed him. And that's something that we, we have to get back to as Christians, that we have to stop setting terms. We have to stop setting conditions for the Lord uh, to use us because I, I see it far too often. Okay, Lord, I will do what you want me to do only if I have time. If you give me time, then I'll do it. If you allow me to be productive uh, over here, then I'll be able to go and, and do what you're asking me to do. And, and we can't be doing that because what happens when we start to set terms, we start to set conditions of following the Lord or obeying the Lord like Rock does here, it really hurts our walk with the Lord. And maybe you've seen this in your life where God wants you to do something like, eh, I only do it if you do A, B, C, and D in my life. It hurts your walk with Jesus, and it actually opens up your heart to become polluted and not healthy. And if your heart is polluted and if your heart is not healthy, then your walk with Jesus is going to be polluted and it's not going to be healthy as well. And so what this does is when we set up these conditions, these terms to follow Jesus, it does a couple things in our lives. One of the things it does is it sets ourselves up as God, meaning we call the shots. That if God says to you, okay, I want you to do this, and you go, I'll only do it if you do this, Lord. 
what we're actually doing is putting ourselves on the throne and taking Jesus off of it and going, okay, Lord, I'm going to call the shots. This is my life. And so I'm going to call the shots and I'm only going to do these things if it's if it works out for me, if I'm comfortable in it, if I'm provided for in it, that's the only way that I'm going to, to do it. And we think that following Jesus is like going to Burger King. Burger King has always had the, uh, the catchphrase, you know, uh, your way. That's always, you know, you get your food the way you want it. Now, most of the time you don't get it the way you want it, but that's another story. But they've always said, you know, your way. And we think following Jesus is done by our way. And that's, that's not what Jesus calls us to. Jesus calls us to follow him. Jesus calls us to deny self. Jesus calls us to, you know, Diedrich Bonhoeffer says that when Jesus calls us to follow him, he calls us to die to ourselves. You know, it is taking up our cross. It's putting Jesus first and following him, not setting the terms. And so if you're in a position right now where you're setting terms and conditions to follow Jesus or to obey Jesus, what you're actually doing is putting yourself on the throne and acting as your own God instead of following the one true God who is calling you. But not only that, if we're setting terms and conditions, what's going on is pride. We're acting in pride. We're being prideful that it's all about us. It's all about me, myself, and I. And I don't know if you know this, and I say that tongue-in-cheek because if you know anything about the scriptures, God doesn't. God hates pridefulness. He, he literally hates pridefulness. And so if we're calling the shots and we're setting the term limits for for what God wants us to do, then we're acting in pride and we're being prideful towards God. And I have to warn you about that. God opposes the proud. He opposes the proud and he's not going to bless the proud. He's going to oppose the proud. And so not only does it put ourselves up on the throne as God, it puts us in a place and a position of pridefulness in our heart, and that pridefulness will come through our words and our actions. But it also does number three. Uh, when we set up conditions or terms to follow the Lord, what it also does is it keeps us from the will of God. Now, so many people always want to know what God wants for their lives. I, as a pastor, I, I hear this a good amount of times throughout the year. Well, what is God's will for my life? How do I know what God's will is for my life? Well, here's the thing. If you're setting up terms and conditions for you to follow God, meaning you'll only go somewhere if God does something, you'll only say something if God does something else, you're not going to know God's will if you're setting up those terms and conditions because you're calling the shots and you're not submitting to God. See, part of knowing and figuring out and living in the will of God is submitting to God. It's putting yourself before him going, you're God, you are Lord of all, and I'm going to submit to you. And when we make, when we submit, that is when we really start to learn God's will. It is us surrendering our hearts. It's us surrendering our will over to the Lord for his will to be done in and through our lives. And so in order for us to know God's will, it means that we need to come before God and go, okay, Lord, 
what is it that you want me to do? I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. No terms attached, no conditions attached. If you want me to leave my job, I'll do that. If you want me to leave the area that I live in and go to an area that I don't know, that I don't feel comfortable in, then that's what I'll do because that's what you're asking me to do. But if we're setting up those terms and those conditions, then what we're doing is we're not submitting to the will of God and it's going to be really, really hard for us to find the will of God and to live in the will of God. And lastly, as we set up these terms and conditions, what it does in our lives is it puts us in a place to be disciplined by God and not be blessed by Him. Now, most people that I know of, that I've interacted with over the years, they want God to bless them. Nobody wants to be disciplined. You know, ask if you have kids, you go, hey, do you want me to discipline you? They're going to tell you no. And if I ask you, do you want God to discipline you? You're going to say no. But guess what? When we set up the terms and conditions of, of us following God, it puts us in a place where God is going to have to discipline us instead of bless us. Because he's going to have to discipline us because of the pridefulness that's in our heart, because of us unwillingly not wanting to submit to him. He's going to discipline us because we're setting ourselves up as God in our own lives instead of submitting to him. And so he's going to discipline us instead of blessing us. And when we do these things, it really harms our walk with the Lord. It keeps us apart from him and it weakens our faith and our trust in him. Because what we're doing as we set up those terms and conditions that we're depending upon ourselves. We're finding security in other people. That's what Barak does. He's finding security in Deborah. His security is not in the Lord. His security is in Deborah. He goes, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel safe. I'm going to feel secure because you're there. No, our security should be in Jesus and him and him alone instead of you know a spouse or a friend or money or whatever the case may be and so let me ask you this as we close up today what is god asking you to do in your life with that are you setting up terms and conditions that you'll only obey if god does a b c or d if you're doing that you might just be well i know you are you're weakening your heart and your walk with the Lord. And so I would encourage you to guard your heart by just willingly submitting to what God has for you, because in that, you will guard your heart, not leave yourself open for attack, but you'll actually strengthen your heart, which in turn will strengthen your walk with Jesus. And let's be honest, that's what we should all want and pray, be in prayer for in our lives. And so once again, thank you for joining us today. Pray that you're doing well. Appreciate you taking the time to listen today and uh, would love to hear from you. You take care.